0: Hello everyone, I'm Al Deldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. Val McCarty is in the business of helping organizations visualize, communicate, and execute strategy in real time. Her studies were acquired at both University of Alberta and Grant McEwen University, and encompassed management, education, and human services with an aim to continue learning. Her previous experience includes the financial sector, fitness sector, and early childhood education. When Val is not at work, you can find her outside with her grandkids or looking forward to the next live jam. Let's join Val as she has a passionate conversation about helping students become all that they can be with her guest, Dan Oleson. Take it away, Val.
1: Awesome. So here we go. Welcome, listeners, to another edition of Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast. The LIBI podcast is supported by Rainforest Alberta and showcases those who are contributing and or supporting the innovation ecosystem in Alberta. This podcast is published in Google Podcasts and iTunes Store for Apple products. So I'm your host, Val McCarty. I am in the business of empowering startups through friendships, knowledge, and opportunities, helping get your business why socialized, and getting your business funded. And today, my guest is Dan Olison. He's a senior program coordinator, growing collaboration between industry and community, to close the skill gap in Alberta. His real passion, though, is simply to help others succeed through teamwork, optimism, accountability, and a commitment to lifelong learning. So welcome, Dan.
2: Thank you, Val, for having me. It's, it's great to be on this show with you.
1: Awesome, awesome. So uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your beginnings. I call it the what, why, and how of Dan Olson.
2: You know what? I think like a lot of people... We're in this race to to leave high school and and start our adult life. The problem is, is that when we are leaving high school, we're trying to establish a career. And too many of us are saying, I don't know, with shame, with embarrassment, with fear. And like all of those people, I was one of them. And I was trying to pursue a career that made sense for me, but was also represented or reflected by my family uh, and the people that were important to me and and what they had achieved and me trying to live up to their standards and live up to the standards of what my friends were doing. The question is, was I doing it for myself? So, so long story short, I, I barely graduated high school right here in Calgary. I upgraded, I pursued university like most do. I got a degree, I thought I was gonna be a teacher. Turns out I I didn't wanna be a teacher. I got a business administration with a focus in human resources from Mount Royal University. And I became an irrigation technologist. So like many Albertans, I spent a lot of money on post-secondary education. And yet, I still had to figure out my career path by trial and error.
1: And that's okay, because I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. (laughs) I still don't know. So that's totally fine. And yes, all the listeners out there, they're nodding their heads right now going, yep, been there, done that, right on. So did you always know that you'd be sort of advocating for high school students? Or when did this dream sort of click for you? When did you think, hey... OK, that's something that I can do.
2: I, I think that the, the dream didn't really come true until I was offered the opportunity to, to work with careers. So what happened was somebody made a remark about a, a career as a plumber. And I said, you know, what do we know and what do we don't know about that career? And I broke it down for that individual. And all of a sudden, it made sense for this person to become a plumber. So once I realized that I have this passion for promoting people for who they are, where they're going and, and how they can get there with a, a higher fit for purpose intrinsically, I realized that this is the place that I wanna be, right? And there's lots of HR professionals that are doing that within companies. I am simply trying to be their advocate within, within youth in our community and our province.
1: Very interesting. And so a lot of people don't think that youth would have this all together or even know what they're good at or where they want to go. It is very daunting as a, a, a teen to know, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And this is the study I want to obtain. <laughs> but some of them know, and some of them need to be guided. So what are the common challenges that you see with the youth?
2: I would say that the, the, the challenges that are facing you. So the same challenges that you and I are facing right now, Val, right? They, they, they're they, trying to make all these big decisions with a, a sliver of experience, a sliver of understanding, but they have ambition, they have drive, they have initiative, they just don't know how to direct it, right? And so as
3: a result, what we see is we see a lot of students, trying to really beef up their technical skills. Uh, But they're doing that through more schooling and more education. And as a result, they're accumulating more debt. And they're lagging their emergence into the working world. The the biggest challenge that students face is that if if they don't want to pursue a career that their parents or immediate supports are doing and they don't want to pursue a career as being a teacher. How do they know the horizon of career opportunities that exist? And they know that horizon, a sliver of that horizon based on what they see in media, YouTube, or if they're lucky, um, career presentations in their schools. Is that enough? To be making a a $58,000 investment. So so what do students really need? They need the people with the same values that resonate within the Rainforest Social Contract. They need those people to step up and say, hey, I want to give you my time and show you what I do and maybe give you a taste for what it is so that you can make better career-educated decisions not only to learn the the technical skills in practice, but to embrace all those so-called employability skills in practice. But imagine, if you will, Val, and I get super excited about this, imagine if we just said, we're gonna take Rainforest Social Contract, and all of this, fairness, listening, honesty, team sport sharing, being a role model, and that was the blueprint to being an employee mentor. And you took that and said, I'm going to use all these values as my foundation. I'm going to use my professional experience, and I'm going to engage this student to help me and my company achieve our mission. And so now this student is not only getting a taste for the technical skills in practice, but now they've they've actually experienced the employability skills in a professional working environment. and Now they can bring all of that to their next stage of learning, whether that be at a technical college, whether that be at a university, or whether that be independent learning. Whatever the, the spectrum is,
2: they can bring it with a better understanding of how it all fits together. And so so that is the challenge, right? Sooner that we embrace that students don't know anything, and none of us do, the sooner we can go, "Let's have fun figuring it out together."
1: Well said, well said. So they really bang, bring their drive and their initiative and their wanting to learn and succeed. All those soft skills are what employers are looking for anyway. Right? When you're in that interview room, they're interviewing you for your knowledge, of course, but they're also interviewing you for your drive and your initiative. And what do you bring to the company? All those soft skills are what people are looking for anyway. So what a wonderful mentorship opportunity to mentor somebody who wants to be mentored.
2: The students aren't engaging in the program or engaging in employers because they need to put a roof over their head or because they need to make money. They're doing it because something about this program captures their attention and they want to see how far it can go. So let's, so let's, let's take it. Let's add some fuel to the fire and, and let's blow it up. Right. And, and and see where they land. And, and so, so many students I've placed because the, the limitation of our conversations has to start with, well, what are you interested in, right? It, it always does. And so the students say, I want to be in software development because, you know, of all the careers in tech, the ones that they know are IT help desk, software developer, and social media YouTubers, right? Like these are the three most popular careers for students exploring careers in tech. Now, you place a student as a UX designer, they may know about it, but they probably don't. And they go into it and they go, holy smokes, this virtual reality environment or UX profession, this is cool. Why didn't anybody tell us about this? Well, we did. It was it was here. I, I didn't recognize it. I didn't look at it. And so we've placed students into these, these opportunities and it's shifted their entire career goals just because they... They they see they see something,
1: right? That that's a little bit more than that sliver of understanding that they had before in those career presentations. Yeah. They need to know what else is out there. And we don't know what else is out there unless we were in the field, right? Looking around and what everybody else is doing.
2: So we're we're just trying to really help students identify opportunities in areas that are in demand and then connect them with people that can guide them through that. So it's not so much as a, you know, a dart at a dartboard, and it's not just choosing anything because you know maybe we all wanna be YouTubers, but is there a market for that? So it's, it's, it's helping the students and the employers self-identify their skills so that they can effectively and efficiently engage in the market, To promote market sustainability and community sustainability.
1: And interests, yes. Because if you're interested in something, all of a sudden you start your work day and you look up and, oh my goodness, it's time to go home. (laughs) Yes, because you got lost in that zone. And wouldn't any employer want their employees to be lost in that zone? That's the most uh, productive element. So, are there any risks with high school students? What would the risks be? If, if I'm an employer and I'm listening to this podcast and I'm thinking, this sounds wonderful. I'd love to mentor someone. What are the risks of working with high school students?
2: You know, I think that the, the, the biggest risk is employers taking common sense for grants. So, So I guess maybe that's not the best way to put it, but let's put it like this. Students are to be treated like any other employee with the understanding that they have less experience to draw from. So we have to make sure that we're just spending a little bit more time explaining the why. Why, why are you doing this? How is this gonna be impactful on the project and the mission of the company? And what do we want that to look like? The biggest risk around students is employers treating them like children. And when they do that, they usually have a harder time. When we start to embrace the, the professional side of students, it's amazing how quickly they, they step into that role and they're willing to engage. But when we keep them counting popsicle sticks, they don't feel valued.
1: The, 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 the thing just comes to mind or, or the saying comes to mind, um, they rise to our expectations
2: the this the the next biggest challenge facing employers is that they've achieved some sort of level of success right if they're able to hire, but what they forget is that there's a whole community behind them and they don't ask for help so so engaging interns engaging young minds that are have this unbridled willingness to learn you know you may be a great entrepreneur. You might be a, a, a great software developer. Now use the resources around you, like the teachers or careers or other or even rainforest, whatever the resources are around you, to help develop your your mentorship skills, your engagement skills. And it's okay if you're not the best mentor, because as long as you have the right values. It's amazing what you can develop very quickly so it, it brings me back to to something that the the students reminded me of working with the students last year they, they said I asked them how how can we improve the program for you and they said Dan you're saying that this this horizon of career opportunities is bigger than we even know yeah and you're saying that we can actually go to post-secondary with with a better fit for purpose to industry needs. Yeah. And we can actually expedite our learning so that we can add value faster to employers. Yeah. So why market the position? And I said, well, that's kind of what we do. And the, the student said, well, if we can be anything, then why not market the mission and vision of the companies? And their values and so it turned into after a conversation with some of the people that i trust most it turned into values before skill mission before position experience before post-secondary education and so now these these students were actually able to lean into whatever the challenges were with their values first to develop the skills and so th- th- this is what this is, right? And so now the students are, 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 are excited because they can learn whatever coding language or whatever document editing or user experience criteria you're, you're after. But if the mentors are embracing these students with values first, those are going to be the values that the students bring to their skill development because they're at that pinnacle point in their development of identifying who they are, where they're going, and how they're going to get there. And so the the industry needs, you know, there's specific skill sets that are going to be required, but more and more we're seeing a multidisciplinary of skill sets throughout your career, right? So to better engage in those multidiscipline skill sets, Let's teach them the values. Now, is that, is that the employer's responsibility? We can all argue that, right? But way back when, the and still today, the, the, the socialization process pretty much follows the same structure, right? Family, school, work. And over the last few decades, we've been pulling those spheres apart, right? First, you're raised by your family, then school, then work. But when's if we started pushing all these spheres back together again? And so this is what work integrated learning does, especially at the high school level. We have an arsenal of uh, student supports like their their parents, their uncles, their their friends' parents, right? We have their teachers their guidance counselors or their um, computer science teachers. And we have the employers all singing the same song to, to help this student discover how they're going to get. To the next step. And they have an opportunity to really internalize these values and practice these values as they're learning the skill sets.
1: That's great. That's excellent vision. When employers are looking for employees, they're looking for someone who matches their value set and their mission and, and, and goal set. So that's, that's fantastic to start that right at the very beginning. The last time we were talking, you had mentioned something about a win-win-win scenario in the industry. Can we chat about that for a bit?
2: This is the part that I really get excited about. Because the students are going to win no matter what. right? They're going to get experience. Even if they fail and they go into software developer and they're like, holy smokes, this is a horrible job. I don't want to do this. They win. Industry wins because you they're able a lot of our employers are able to focus on their primary objectives, their primary responsibilities while we're promoting them as an employer of choice, while we're promoting their values within Alberta education. So ultimately they get all this help to to capture our emerging best. And the schools win because They're able to link the classroom to the workplace. And they're able to get more students engaged in both schooling and education. And as a result, we increase our high school graduation rates. We increase the caliber of those high school graduation rates. Like all these students are probably going to graduate. But now they're graduating with, like, higher grades, better attendance, right? And and better values, right? And so this increases the atmosphere that's happening within the schools because the school embraces generally so many different stakeholders from the community. That's why we see increased community sustainability and increased economic sustainability. Because now the students are not shouldering a, a $58,000 debt and being underemployed or unemployed.
1: Well said, well said. So it helps everyone that is involved. I love the idea. I just want to flow with that idea of helping the students. They come out graduating, for one, instead of thinking, well, this is a bunch of <laughs> whatever. You know, I don't want to be involved in something that I don't have the same value set for. Not realizing that they could have, right? Because they only have a sliver. They're making their decisions based on this sliver of understanding that they have that you had mentioned before. And so we're broadening, we're broadening that sliver to a certain point. And even if they do try something and realize, man, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, they've still gained some experience. They've gained some connection. They've probably realized that more about their values and what they're capable of doing. And I love the education that that students can get about what is required in the workplace. When my children were going through high school, I kept telling them, this is your gateway to employment. And so if if you don't learn on your own and get up on your own and go to class on your own and do your you know what I mean all those little things join this group and be a part of it and have have a voice to say but not only just a voice to say but document and support ideas with actual fact do you know what I mean and so yeah it it's like their their first attempt at employment is can you do school well in that respect? Love it, absolutely love it.
2: So many students, you know, some of the students went into software developer, and and I would, I'm sure a lot of people would agree that that requires some maybe some math acumen and 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 maybe logical thinking skills, right? But why do they do better in their courses in all their courses? Why do they why are they all of a sudden getting better marks in English? And I remember telling this story about a student who went out and and he he wasn't doing really well in math. He was 55-65% in math and and then by the time he graduated he was getting 85s and 90s in math. And everybody's like, "Well, of course, because he got to apply, you know, what he was learning in school to the workplace." If you ask that student why his math went from 65s to 85-90s, He'll say it's because I worked with great people and they taught me about priorities, going to bed on time, eating right, being accountable to the, the things that were passed on to me. So it wasn't that he was doing, it is that he was doing better in math, but because he became a better student. And so then, and then you, you kick it up a notch with this ICT meetup group, right? The, the challenge with any employer is that we're taking on this person and, and we have to teach them how to ask for help at work. We have to teach them how to make friends at work. We have to teach them how to take initiative, right? And a lot of employers are really scared of teaching employees how to do this. They, they want them to learn that at other jobs. There's a lot of 40-year-old professionals who don't know how to ask for help. So so what we've done, we've kicked it up a notch and we said, every ICT intern can get together with us once a week. And we're going to talk about how these, these social skills and employability skills augment your success. right? And it's cool because it's student-led. So now it's it's not me telling the students, well, you got to make friends at work and here's your formula. It's students saying, you know, this was my challenge. This is how I did it. How did you do it? And they become learning from each other. And so now they're building this professional network, which I want to talk about in a second, but it's students leading students to success. And they're taking the values that they're getting from their employers and injecting that into the conversations. And the employers love it because now the students are learning all these skills from each other to become better employees and they don't have to devote their mentors resources to saying, this is how you ask for help. Let's practice. Let's, let's do the trial and error process. Let's learn. they don't have to do all that because the students are doing that. Right. And so I always say like the best part of my job, a lot of people come up to me and they say, Dan, your job is pretty cool because you get to meet all these great companies and all these, these innovative CEOs and, 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 you're, you're getting to seeing the latest and best technologies. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I got to admit it. I'm inspired by the leaders within this province and, and what they're doing and how they're doing it. But the cool part is, is I'm meeting the future leaders. And and I'm going to be able to say I played a very small part in their success. But, but meeting the future leaders and being able to introduce them to organizations like the Rainforest and being able to help them identify good employers and helping them be safe at work and and helping them realize they cannot be they can't be submitting their work and waiting they actually have to they actually have to engage the community they have to actually engage work and facilitating that process is adding purpose to their work.
1: And purpose purpose drives everything. Purpose drives everything. You mentioned the professional network. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
2: So, yeah, so I get so excited my brain goes a mile a minute here, but this professional network is that because I'm meeting the future leaders, they're connecting with each other, right? And and so these future leaders are going to stay connected and they're going to they're going to drive each other's businesses because they're friends and and they're also connecting to the leaders right here in Alberta. And what's really cool about this Val is that these students already came up to me. This wasn't even my idea. They want to stay connected to the students that are going to come after them. So, you know, in, in the fears around brain drain, in the fears of migrating talent, how do you create a community where people want to work, live and play? Well, you have this pipeline of mentors. You know, high school students learning from professionals and these professional high school students engaging the juniors, the junior high students.
1: Wonderful, wonderful, which which we're, we're coming up to our 30-minute mark here, but it just reminds me of the added value to the rainforest ecosystem. And you had mentioned this when we first started to speak. This really does add and mirror what we do in the rainforest ecosystem.
2: Yeah, from diversity to pay it forward to free free help. That's all these students are doing. And all they want in exchange is to be able to take on the
1: future. With something more than just a sliver of understanding. <laughs> Um, You know, from from one little career presentation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would have loved that when I was a youth. I probably would have still gotten into the same things I've gotten into. But like yourself, and like a lot of our listeners, my career path has been many different things. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've, I've switched and gone in different directions many times. But always, again, with those same values. That's very interesting. So just as we're finishing up here, if anybody wants to talk to you or reach out to you, Dan, how do they do so?
2: You know, because Careers is a provincially run industry foundation, we're a recognized charity in Alberta. If you're living in high level, you can contact Careers. If you're living in Tabor in southern Alberta, you can contact Careers. at, And we have a program coordinator in almost every single community across Alberta. So the best way is actually to contact our organization through our website, www.careersnextgen.ca. And we're going to connect you to me, if you're in Calgary and the surrounding area, or we're going to connect you to my colleague who's in your community that wants to, to enable the, the career paths of youth in your community.
1: Wonderful. Oh, this has been a pleasure. And I'm sure we can continue talking for another 30 minutes. (laughs) But I'd rather when our listeners are interested to reach out and contact somebody at careers and get that ball rolling and find out what a wonderful resource is out there. Well, Dan, thank you so much. Anything else you want to add before I sign off here?
2: Val, I just just want to say thank you for having me. And I really want to say thank you for all the inspiration Rainforest has given me to do my job and impact the community and all the amazing people that are connected to Rainforest. Because it's their values and their energy and their enthusiasm that give us the fuel to do what we need to do outside.
1: That's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. And again, for our listeners, if you haven't already done so, check out the Rainforest on Wednesdays. They have a thing going called Lunch Without Lunch. (laughs) They call it L-W-O-L, Lunch Without Lunch. And they meet up every, every week. And there's someone that gives a presentation, lots of things to chat about, and lots of people to meet. So again, thank you so much, Dan. Thank you for our listeners for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode.
0: If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social-barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was brought to you by New Idea Machine. We build great custom software while bridging the gap between education and experience. New Idea Machine makes your ideas real. Visit newideamachine.com for more info. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.